Welcome to Kicking Ass and Taking Brains, an iZombie podcast. I'm Dan. And I'm Jesse, and today we're discussing the season one finale of iZombie, entitled Blaine's World. Yeah, even though it's not really about that that much, but... <laughs> we'll get into that in a minute. <laughs> yeah, well, I guess generally, how do you feel about this? You had an interesting uh, so experience I, watching Yeah, this. I had a weird experience. I forgot that this was the finale. I thought it was the penultimate episode. Uh, <laughs> so I've been like, since I watched it and then I realized it was the finale, I've been like rehashing it. I think, it, except for, like, the last ten minutes or so, which I would have put into the actual finale, I think this would have been a really good episode 12, so I guess it's probably a good finale, mm-hmm. if that's a way it can be described. Um, yeah. It's not my favorite finale of the last TV season, mm-hmm. but I I think that it was a decent ending, and I'm looking forward to season two. Yeah, I think that there were some really good parts that I really enjoyed, but I do think that there are or just some weird... It kind of was showing the symptoms of all the little issues that we've been mentioning throughout the season as far as weirdness with with Major and Blaine being sort of off to the side and her dealing with a case of the week, even in the finale. Mm-hmm. And, and yes, it's tying into a greater story, but it felt like... Well, especially because this Max Rager thing, yes, it's been building throughout the whole season, but it... This it's is been the, so subtle, but yeah. it hasn't been like it's not like this it, it is the never is, it has never come to a head in a real way. Yeah. It's just sort of been like, and it still doesn't yeah. even really in this episode. Like this could have been the premiere of season two is dealing with them more because it's not like it comes to like yes he does get exposed, but I don't feel but, like but it's... you get the sense that he's gonna be fine. Yeah, that he's gonna so... like weasel his way out of it, and then uh, he's gonna go ahead with Supermax. Well, just generally, I think this episode, the biggest problem for me is that we have dueling protagonists and antagonists. Yeah. And it's weird. Uh, and, but... and, some, and some of them aren't developed enough to have earned a spot dueling in the finale. Yeah, I agree. Um, including, like, I almost want to say including Liv. Mm. Like, she's, you know, been dealing with a bunch of stuff, but a lot of her stuff has been, like, sort of more personal. Yeah. And, like, we were talking... it. Is really weird how this show has sort of gotten so much of its overarching plot and uh, so much of the real change that's happened in it has been because of Major's actions. Yeah. I think that's actually pretty problematic that for a show that's, you know, about a female zombie who is generally pretty awesome and has all these cool superpowers, that so much of the actual plot is developed by the very typical white guy yeah it's it's just a weird joy i mean especially like it's also the white guy over clive or ravi too yeah <laughs> and yeah it's so it's i'm not saying like i we i think we both really enjoy major and i think that he's had a great arc this season yeah and i think that that's kind of a problem <laughs> yeah because I mean, we already have plenty of guys from his demographic represented in TV and film and other media no. doing this kind of thing. And this show had so much opportunity to not do that and to do things in a new or less problematic way or a more interesting mm. way. And it ultimately, I feel like, sort of fell through on that, which is a huge bummer because I really like this show and I yeah. hope that 
next season resolve some of those issues. Yeah, I mean, I don't think it, like, totally fell through. I think Liv still has plenty of interesting things in this finale. It's just weird the level to which he's the one dealing with the Blaine problem. Even if, yes, ultimately she's, like, she saves him. I mean, we should have acknowledged it's still a, a woman saving a man. Yeah. She still does defeat Blaine, but it's, like, kind of an afterthought in a way, like, in a weird yeah, way. Yeah, it, it almost felt a little bit, like, sort of petty at the end, actually. Mm, like, she's yeah. just sort of like, screw you, I'm gonna stab you with the cure. Yeah. And, and all, yeah, because it also, like, that could have been... When you'd expect a thing like this to be like because her whole arc that season was I can't kill anyone, so I, I'm finally gonna find a way around this by just curing him. But she's already killed someone last episode, so it kind of took away from that. Yeah, well, I mean, last episode was very clearly self defense with yeah, no other option. My um, point is that if and she, she didn't if, have a cure. Yeah, but my um, point is that it takes away from that arc to me a little bit when it's, like, building up, building up, do I have to kill him, do I have to kill him, what am I going to do, what am I going to do, and then, especially, also, that arc is a very predictable arc to begin with, like, as soon as the cure was introduced, I was like, she's going to end up using it on Blaine, not her, clearly she can't cure herself, and she doesn't want to kill Blaine, this yeah. is what she's going to do, but let's dial it back a little bit and, and talk about the case of the week parliament of the episode. Yeah. So, I think that the choice to have a case of the week this week was a bad one. Um, mm-hmm. That's just sort of where I stand. And the first thing that bothered me was at the end of last week, in the last moments of last week, we saw the character played by Bex Taylor Klaus, whose name we learned this week is Teresa, you know, bloodied up and reaching for a phone and dialing 911 and getting through. Mm-hmm. And then this week she was just dead. And yeah. it was a huge bummer because I really like that actress. And I feel like every show that I've seen her in, she's super underused. Yeah, and you you were saying that you sort of think that uh, what I'm going to say next sort of ties into this. When Liv ate Teresa's brain, there were almost no noticeable changes because they're actually kind of similar people, yeah. which uh, Robbie mentions. Mm-hmm. And you sort of were saying that you think that that was intentional so that we could have Liv live in the finale. Yeah, the idea was you want you don't want Liv to be a totally different person in the finale. You want to see Liv doing Liv stuff. And so that they specifically took a person that was similar to her so that she could just be herself, which makes sense, except that I don't think that they necessarily have to have her eat a brain every single episode to begin with. And I, know, do... I kind of would have liked if she'd like taken a bunch of brains and mm. made like a smoothie ah, and yeah. like, you know, sort of hoped that it would, you know, be a positive cocktail that yeah. would you know, like make her like strong and smart and all these different things yeah Um, that makes sense i think that but i'm totally down for them to do that like next season finale yeah i i do want to talk about i think the the whole case the thing that they keep having to shove in these cases of the weeks it was really intrinsically tied with our issue with the major versus live thing because i think the problem is that they feel like they have to do a case of the week so they give that to live and then major is where they have the fun and get to do an interesting arc that's really super serialized and so that's the biggest issue for me is that i think that the issue is that you know all this crazy stuff happened with peyton all this she knows things are happening with blaine and with the cure and all that stuff and and yet we're gonna spend the first half of the episode with her completely derailing the stakes even though yes it has to tie into Mac- max rager that's not an imminent threat in the same way as i felt like blaine was supposed to be and so it does it's like okay we're not, we're not gonna talk about peyton we're not gonna talk about blaine we're just gonna have her doing this mystery and it feels really out of place i think that they 
could have done it in a much better way. Like, if you look at the earlier seasons of Angel, mm-hmm. they, I mean, it was really Case of the Week, but also every week within that case built upon, or not every week, there were definitely four yeah. episodes, <laughs> but overall it used that format uh, in order to build on itself to create a larger case that was the whole season. Yeah, and that's what Veronica Mars did, was that they actually, they had a season-long case, and that, that I think that they were trying to sort of make Max Rager their season-long case, but it came in so late, and it and it never really had the stakes of... Yeah, and, like, like, it was clearly them immediately. Yeah. It was like, the, I mean, the only pressure was to prove it, and then yeah. ultimately she didn't even prove it, really. She's, yeah. She told... I guess she got the memo. Yeah, um, and I mean, and if for a finale, the stakes could be they're about to introduce Supermax right now. We have to stop them. Yeah, it, it shouldn't be like next because it, it felt like setup for season two, which I'm fine with that, but not when you take up that much percentage of the episode. Yeah, uh, yeah, and like the whole long sequences with um or like scenes with the new scientist guy they have was yeah. weird too. It's like, I don't care that much about that guy. He just got introduced and this is the finale yeah. and he's not even doing anything. He's just staring at Liv. Yeah. That would, again, I think may have made, made a lot of sense for the premiere of season two. Cause he could have been like for a new audience member who didn't see season one, he could have been like the character that everybody t- told to so that you can sort of catch up a little bit. Mm-hmm. And so it seems, yeah, it seemed like a weird choice to have all that right now, in my opinion. Yeah, and there was no connect, and the real issue is that there's no connection between Max Rager and Blaine. Yeah, that, um, yeah, that's the yeah. thing is if I, if like if Blaine were working for Max Rager or had been, and then like was at odds with them or yeah. something, that would have been way more interesting. But instead, it just sort of it, it was a split attention instead yeah. of. Uh, yeah, when the episode's called Blaine's World, and Blaine has been the big enemy that has been killing, like, actively killing people. I feel like they just wanted to call an episode Blaine's World. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, I just think that he should have been more directly the issue, but, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I, we're being really negative. We're being I, really I, negative. <laughs> but, I mean, I think that's, I enjoyed myself watching this finale, but yeah. I definitely, most, the things that I was noticing were the Issues. things that they we're failing to do well. Yeah. Um, I mean, I because mean, I've got now pretty high standards for this show because it's been really good the whole first season. Mm-hmm. And I didn't feel like the good things like were high highs at all. I thought yeah. they were like, this is about par for this show when mm-hmm. it was good. And then there were aspects of it that were underwhelming, especially for our finale. Yeah. I mean, I, I think that there were some high highs and I, I definitely really enjoyed the episode. I just think, and I, and I, I, by no means do I think this is a bad finale. I think that there, it's a solid finale. It just has some really weird choices within mm-hmm. it that that are kind of indicative of the of the issues that the show's been having all season, in my opinion. Yeah. But at the same time, there's so much potential in all the things they do and in this entire season that I'm like, I really hope that they just take all that good stuff and and mold that for season two and don't you know make some of the little mistakes they've been making that have been piling up in season two. Let's talk about major in more detail though. So he had, you know, a pretty strong arc this episode with the torture and then breaking out. And, uh, and then I, I mean, I really loved his whole interaction with Liv after she made him do a zombie. Yeah. Yeah. I thought that was pretty strong. He didn't say anything that super shocked me. Yeah. Um, I, I, yeah. I thought it was uh, good acting from both of them. Yeah. 
and I thought that his sort of accusation that like she didn't do this for him, she did it for herself. Yeah, was pretty intense. Especially because you know, like it's interesting because on this show, I think an issue has been for me that zombieism doesn't feel like that big a deal. And so for most people, I'd be like, what are you, like, why are you being so whiny major? Like, zombieism, you can deal with it. It's not that big a problem. Liv is living a pretty normal life. Liv has to work in a morgue, too. Yeah, but for major, particularly, I totally understand why he'd rather be dead than be a zombie. Yeah, although, no, but I I can also see, like, Liv has a really cushy position working in a morgue. The grand majority of people do not have even close to easy access to brains. Yeah. And Blaine, you know, Blaine's point about being, you know, the source for everybody mm-hmm. was a really good point. And he was charging through the nose for everything. Yeah, um, that's true. Which, if, you know, a poor person were to be, like, also, it's totally fair to say that we've seen no, we've only seen affluent people become yeah. zombies, <laughs> which is pretty problematic also. <laughs> but, you know, like, it would not be, if one person... Uh, if one homeless person were to get were to become a zombie and then spend the night in a shelter and get into a fight, it could yeah. spread pretty rapidly. I'm going to sort of disagree with you as far as, I mean, a bunch of the people working for Blaine, I wouldn't call affluent people. They were just like his underling little, you know, worker bees, especially like the delivery people and stuff like that. Okay, I don't mean affluent as in the super rich, but okay. middle class or better. Okay. But yeah, I mean, or, I, I mean, think or that, more wealthy, not better. Yeah, <laughs> I do think that it does. Worse. It does sort of hurt things again. That that we do see Liv having it so cushy. As far as I, it doesn't because I'm mostly seeing Liv, and we really haven't seen stuff like what you're talking about. Yeah, I mean, it. I wish that she'd been like suspended for a couple of weeks. Yeah, and then like you know, been in a situation. Although, I mean, but then of course, again, even then, she has Ravi, who would obviously, uh, yeah, bring her lunch i think it would have helped if we like like i think lowell's whole speech when he went and like dug a grave or whatever was great and showed some stuff but i think it would have been better if maybe we saw him like as much as i'm saying we should focus on live if we saw someone else i think that we should have like seen i think that i think they should have written it into the show that we have to see live dealing with not being in the super comfortable position of working at a morgue and also like what major was saying like not only does she work in a morgue but because she helps solve the murders she also gets to like feel good yeah morally superior because she's not only only eating the brains of already deceased people but she's actually doing something for them yeah well so this um this is jumping way ahead but this is ties into what we're talking about right now as far as the Evan cliffhanger with her not wanting to save her brother and rather see her brother die than become a zombie just feels difficult for me on numerous levels as far as, again, I don't feel like her life is that bad and she could probably get him brains from the morgue. So I it, think it's because of the conversation she just had with Major. I know, but it, I... So for Major, yes, that makes sense, but like... And also, I mean, like, from what she was saying this episode, like, early in the episode when with the cure and everything, she mm-hmm. is not... She really does not like her life. The sh- I think a lot of what makes it seem easy is just the aesthetic of the show. Mm. Um, you know, the, the show is, you know, pretty pep- peppy and yeah. all that. So, you know, it's like, oh, yeah, I'm eating some brains. But, like, that's, mm. like, a pretty tough thing to wrap your head around, man. That's, yeah. like, that's a serious thing. And she'd have to, like, tell her 
family, mm. or at least her brother, you know, she'd be putting herself out there in a big way, and it's a pretty crazy proposition. Yeah. I do wish, I really liked in the pilot that he was more depressed and that it was more like a struggle to live for her. And I do wish they hadn't as much flipped a switch after the finale where she just like, yep. I mean, like I do think in the finale and in the finale, they brought it back a little bit more of her being bummed out because of the whole cure idea. But like mostly throughout the season, I think that she's been like, yeah, I'm living life and it's not that bad. And so I do wish that they had kind of carried through more of the depression and more of the lethargic side of it from the pilot. But do you have anything else you want to say about Major? I mean, I really liked the fight sequence. I liked the music in the fight sequence. Yeah, the fight sequence was also interesting from a cinematic point of view because you could tell that they were doing it on the cheap. But it was uh, but it well done. Yeah, yeah, like that. <laughs> like especially that one where she's about or he's about to shoot that guy and it like rip pans over to the wall and you see the blood hit the wall. It's like, oh, yeah. <laughs> it panned away and then threw some blood on the wall. Yeah. <laughs> but it worked. Yeah, no, I think it was a good use of that. Um, I think that him, you know, grenading the Candyman was a nice ending yeah. for that. Walk away from that. I'll, I'll Although I was surprised that he was just like, this freezer door will hold. <laughs> I'm yeah. not worried about it. <laughs> I'll just duck behind this. Hopefully it doesn't, you know, like come snapping out and like stab me through the torso yeah <laughs> i did we didn't even talk about the fact that they killed off that other kid the skater kid um, yeah that yeah. was freaky <laughs> yeah i mean i like remembered him after like a second yeah. but i wasn't like oh my god they killed yeah. tommy <laughs> yeah i mean i, I was wasn't like, like oh like, they um, killed tommy a lot of people die in this show yeah i mean i wasn't emotionally invested but i just thought the imagery was kind of freaky yeah. Um, and that it did, it was a nice raising of the stakes of that torture for him to have yeah. him have been there with him. And also sort of re-underlined why Major got into this in the first place, I thought was, that, yeah. I think that was a smart... Major thing. is also just like, it's kind of over the top how resourceful he is. Yeah, it's a little bit much. He, he's, he, in the first episode, he's like, oh, you know, I like hang out with, you know, this girl that never comes back <laughs> and we play video games and... Oh, I'm so sad that I didn't get to marry that <laughs> cute girl that I've known since high school or college or whatever. Yeah. And then, like, by the end, he's like, I know, I'll search his pockets, and then I'll light him on fire. <laughs> and then the guy will come to the door, and then I'll hit him with a freaking leg of mutton. Yeah. And then I'll go back to my car, get out all these illegal guns that I got, mm-hmm. yeah, shoot it- everybody, <laughs> lock the candy man in the door, and throw a grenade in there, say something snarky, and duck behind the door, yeah. knowing that I will not get hurt. It does have a kind of arrow syndrome, as far as like, oh, we want to make this character badass really quickly. Yeah, but I also feel like <laughs> Arrow, because it's, you know, superhero comics based, yeah. it's a little bit, I- I'm a little bit more on board with it, because mm-hmm. that kind of stuff happen it, like yeah. the characters are so heightened i don't know the like, characters of this like, are pretty heightened too. <laughs> yeah but i feel like major i think part of it also is like on arrow they like mm. go away yeah and then they come back and they're like super tough yeah which i feel like is actually a little bit better mm-hmm. because you know it's off screen so you're sort of like you fill it in your head you're like oh man that must have been really intense training yeah every day 10 hours a day for months yeah. So that she could be this good at using a sword. Whereas Major, we've been watching him, and he's mostly mm-hmm. just been sort of, like, looking at things on YouTube. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's as, I totally agree that it's silly. At the same time, I'm glad that we're at this level, and so... Yeah. Going... I just wish that they gave that arc to someone else. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I get that. But I I still I still definitely think the actor's doing I like I really like the actor. Yeah. Like, 
if it weren't a vacuum, I'd be totally fine with it, but it's yeah. not, and that's... Yeah. Uh, um, what do you think about as far as, like, did you want him to become a zombie? Are you glad that he got cured? I was not really looking forward to him being a zombie. Yeah, I me like, either. I was like, mm. Yeah. Yeah, so I'm basically pretty glad that he got cured. I think that it's a, a good uh, juxtaposition with the way that she used the cure on Blaine. Yeah. Um, and I think that it is a good big, it, in the finale, it is a good big moment for her to do yeah. that for him as opposed to for herself. Also, we didn't even, I meant to mention when we were talking about Evan, that I think that the one line that to me really stuck out as far as, okay, I can understand why he wouldn't want to do this to Evan is when he's talking about playing God as far as, like, yeah. it's not, it shouldn't really be up to her to save him with this magical zombie cure thing. Yeah. Well, I mean, that wouldn't be the zombie cure. The well, yeah, It would zombie. just be a blood transfusion. Yeah. And then yeah. also he would become a zombie. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So this week we also, uh, Lost another comrade in arms. We lost uh, Lieutenant Suzuki. <laughs> comrade um, in arms. <laughs> um, I thought that he. I thought he actually had one of the more interesting arcs in terms of like, you know, being pretty on board with doing some pretty nasty stuff to like getting more and more uncomfortable with it, and then in the end, he sacrifices himself to cover up the zombie things, and also to and he also tries to expose Blaine. Of course, mm. Blaine's last name gets blown off the wall. Yeah. What if it's more? Um, <laughs> it was a little bit confusing to me, just the way he went about it. But it, yeah, I think it makes it made some. It was interesting. It was an interesting choice, and I, I was being like, "What's happening with Evan?" That was all. <laughs> then the explosion. Yeah. yeah. Oh, and I thought that was actually like pretty clever writing too to have Evan show up that way, which you know felt like pretty organic. Mm-hmm. And then, like, it not be intentional at all that, you know, Suzuki was just trying to do a good thing. Yeah. And then uh, Evan gets caught in the crossfire. Yeah. That said, still not invested in Evan at all. Yeah, that's the problem, yeah. is I guess don't... The, the, the show needs to work on how it um, deals with its more secondary yeah. characters. It Actually... needs to probably reduce the number of secondary characters. Yeah. Well, or maybe, just... maybe they're... Wait, first of all, do you think Evan's gonna die? Because that is reducing uh... the number of secondary characters. I hope so. Yeah. Um, <laughs> hey, you were, last week you were like, hey, don't kill him, that's terrible. Yeah, but right now he's on a freaking yeah. slab getting, uh, yeah, yeah, so that that that's the difference, is that <laughs> I not like, I want this perfectly healthy person to come to an untimely demise. Yeah. It's like, okay, Liv has a choice here between saving her brother. I think that would be mm-hmm. a lot more intense for Liv if she didn't save him. Although, the other thing about this show that I want them to work on in season two is, like, actually giving a proper amount of mourning time. Yeah. Because, like, Lowell got one episode of mourning. Yeah. And there have been other characters that, you know, like, uh, that friend of Liv's who uh, went in the serial killer episode who had become, you know, really crazy zombie. Yeah. She didn't really get any morning except for like maybe the end of that episode. Mm-hmm. So I, th- I think they need to work on how she deals with loss. Yeah, I my prediction here is that Evan doesn't die, but she still has to deal with the consequences of how her family reacts to the fact that she wouldn't save him, and that that that's the bigger thing that she's dealing. They find a different way to save him. Maybe I want her to get out of her element. I, I want yeah. her to like have to be on the run or you know at least suspended from her job or. Yeah. Doing something other than just sort of bumming around Seattle with Clive and Ravi. Yeah. Um, so I was I, I I had this idea a few weeks ago. I don't know if you saw me tweeted on Twitter. I didn't. Um, it it was that 
I think that the show would have been a lot stronger if they combined Peyton and Clive into one person and had a black woman cop as her partner, and then then not not give her a roommate, but have her after breaking up with Major move back in with her family, and so then the family had an organic way to be yeah. there all the time. I mean that I mean that could have been more interesting. Yeah. Or not, it's... I mean, and then write the fa- and then pretty This is all way. contingent on then write the family in an interesting, positive yeah. way. Yeah. But... <laughs> yeah, but... that, that definitely could have been an interesting way to go. Obviously, it's not the way yeah. they went. While we're on this, we should talk about uh, the Peyton issue, which is just that that actress whose name I can't remember, it's... Alison Ali... Mashaka. Yeah, yep. of Ali and AJ. Anyway, yes. <laughs> um, <laughs> is a great actress, and she's charismatic and fun to watch and attractive and got you know a lot going on and <laughs> much like stacy's mom she's, yeah stop it <laughs> and she's supposedly this huge part of robbie and Liv's lives like you know she's dating robbie she's yep. been best friends with Liv for years and years she's even you know good friends with major for years and years yeah and she appeared so infrequently and gave such good performances in those really infrequent appearances that Every week that she wasn't there, I was wondering where she was and why she wasn't, you know, doing anything. Yeah. And also, she's a lawyer, and, and like parts where it wasn't just sort of like cool roommate friend; it was like cool roommate lawyer friend who helped me yeah. out in this one particular issue that time. Also, or or helped mm-hmm. majors who she helped. And like there was that great episode where like she where, where Liv nearly ruined her career. Yeah. Um, and then she just has been like hilariously absent yeah especially last week she found out and then she was yeah. not in the finale yeah well that's the thing is so you're talking about like we're, we have this weird case of the week thing at the beginning of this episode the beginning of this episode should be we're gonna actively look for peyton ravi's gonna look for her yeah Liz's gonna look like for also her. people are disappearing in ways that are not cool also <laughs> yeah. so you need to like be more yeah you don't yeah, get also, have... also like that actually the, the one thing that like one thing that really bothered me was where major was missing and ravi uh called Liv and he's like I don't know where he is. I'm really worried about him. Yeah. And then there, and she's like, "Yeah, me too." Oh, we gotta, we gotta find him. And then he's like, "Also, have you seen Peyton?" And he's like, <laughs> "No." And then they're just like, like the subject is, she's probably fine." Yeah. She's uh, probably not, you know, going to do something really stupid or dangerous or yeah, get uh, get us in trouble or something or or you know, freaking out. Also, that reminded me... Like, even just as a friend, you need to be there yeah. for her on an emotional level. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Well, especially Ravi, I feel like... Also, like... she doesn't know that Ravi knows, does she? She doesn't... Oh, no, she doesn't know that Ravi... She so, she should be Ravi. going to Ravi to be like, did you yeah. know? Although, yeah. actually, I sort of feel like she probably... Actually, I gu- I'm guessing that she probably guessed that he knew, because yeah. he was more at the morgue. Yeah, that's a big guess, considering she didn't tell... Or I, I think she'd probably at least suspect. Yeah, I I also just remembered that nothing came of the video of Liv as a zombie. Yeah, that is also true. That was a weird choice. Yeah, um, uh, yeah man, no, this has been a really me. negative podcast. We want to clarify that we do actually like this show a lot, and we're really looking forward to season two. Yeah, I I, I just sort of I stand by what I said at the beginning. It's just that most of the time with this episode, the parts that were good, I was like okay, yeah, this is iZombie doing iZombie well, it's good. And yeah. then there were parts where I was like, oh boy, that's yeah. an issue. And there were very few parts, like, one, like there were a couple of great lines in this episode, like the um, daddy issues, megalomania, greed. Oh, Man, yeah. that felt really good to get off my chest. Yeah. <laughs> like, that was a really great line. Yeah, that was great. But I, I just wish that 
more of the episode it had me like excited about it instead of just sort of like okay this seems like a, they're wrapping up the season yeah um, um, I do. I one thing that I think that they did do well as we get into the cliffhanger section here is I think there's a lot of really interesting questions left hanging for season two. There's a lot of things set up that I'm interested in. Yeah. I want. I can't. Like I, I'm sad that I have to wait until the fall now. I'm glad it's the fall, not mid season. Yeah. Do but, you know if they're do, are they doing a full season or are they doing another half season? I don't know if that's official. I don't know. I don't know yet. If you know, if you know on Twitter, uh, please tweet us at iZombiePod and let us know. But I'm pretty sure it's a half season, but I might just be making assumptions. Okay. I mean, they might all... I wonder if it'll switch spots with, like, um, like Legends a, Tomorrow. Yeah. That'd I think, be interesting. I think that, that's what I think is happening, but I'm not positive, yeah. so I don't want to say it. Okay. Yeah, so we should probably talk about the cliffhangers as we wrap up. Yeah. Um, so, for cliffhangers, Clive now suspects Major because uh, he found the Candyman's remains. Yeah. Uh, and odds are good that they're going to find conclusive evidence on major you think so because of gun yeah they, they well, mentioned even, that with, test. even with that big of an explosion oh they, they had they have the gun residue yeah okay yeah yeah and and, and all the circumstantial evidence as well yeah um, uh well so that's interesting as far as like i saw some people online being like what the heck clive like clearly this guy was like a killer and bad shit was happening like why are you gonna go after major because he's a cop but, yeah that's his job his job yeah. is to stop people from killing other people among other things yeah jeez <laughs> yeah no i i think yeah i agree with you i think especially clive is so this is like that another issue why you shouldn't leave people out of the loop because from completely 100 like, yeah I think, also like the major conversation also reminded me of the iris conversation on the flash where she's like Obviously, that didn't make things better. Yeah. It yep. made them worse. <laughs> what is the matter with you? Yep. Yeah, so I think that's interesting as far as him potentially going after Major. And I, I don't know, though. Like, I, I think that makes sense for the character. And, like, there should be consequences. At the same time, I don't want to see him go to jail. Like, I want to just go see him kicking Bobby butt. I'd be but... pretty okay with him spending... A season or two. A in season jail. or two. Yeah, or maybe five seasons <laughs> in jail, Jeez. Uh, at least. Um, and like you know, actually having to pay for what he did and being more of a John Wesley ship type character. Oh my uh, god! No, know, thank you. That would be better. No, and then you know you. we could divert from Lib to go see how he deals with zombies in prison, and just no, have that be the thank whole show. You. Um. Anyway, sorry. <laughs> Unless. Okay. I would be fine with that being a spinoff show. Is jail, Jailhouse Zombie, and that sounds pretty sick, actually. <laughs> um, <laughs> All right, but but Major is killed in the first episode, and we have a much more interesting <laughs> character. I like Major. I know there's issues, but I like Major. Okay. Um, um, so another question that we had was uh, whether the cure will actually really work or not. It sort of seems like that's what they're suggesting. Is like. Nope, this cure is the cure. Mm. And if that's the case, what, what does that mean? Can it be reproduced? Yeah. Um, can it be... Um, or are, or is that the end of any potential cure for zombies? Because I'm not really yeah. on board with that either. There, there needs to be that as a potential thing at yeah. the end of the series. Well, I don't think that... I think if it happened once, you can't say there's no potential for it ever happening again. It just might not happen again for a while. I think that... Yeah, maybe actually that could be a season three thing. Like, season two, they're like, we didn't have it, and then, like, a couple episodes in season three, you know, something comes up and Robbie's like, 
Liv, I think that I can recreate the cure. And she's like, what? But I used all of it on me and Major a year and a half ago. Yeah, I mean, because you also don't want to use it too often. In fact, it's a little bit of a... Deus Ex Machina. Well, yeah, but also I think it's a little bit jumping the gun to even introduce this storyline in season one. To have I, I, I think so, too. Um, but... Like, cause like I, in Vampire Diaries, they had a cure for vampirism come in like season five. And that was the whole point of season five because it was a huge game changer. I feel like that makes a lot more sense. Than, yeah. But I, I don't know. I, I, I also think that interestingly sort of tied into both will the cure work and the whole idea of Supermax coming is, do you think that we're ever going to get something other than zombies or do you think we're going to get variations on zombies? I'd be pretty on board with there being other monsters. I know that that, yeah. that there are other monsters in the comics. Again, not having read them, just having read about them. Yeah. Um, and I'd be interested to see how that works. And like, it would be pretty cool by season like five if there were just a ton of different kinds of monsters running around. Yeah, I don't think that will happen. I think, I think that Supermax will probably make super buffed out rage, like always rage mode zombies. Is what it is. Yeah, and I think that. I think it would be kind of interesting if the cure only, like, half worked, and maybe they're not out for brains, but maybe now they have, like, a little bit of something, like, they're a little bit stronger or something, or, I don't know, but, like, they're, like, half zombies. Let's also talk about the fact that Blaine got the cure, and what do you think is going to happen with Blaine now, going forward? I hope, that's the main reason I hope it doesn't take, actually. Mm-hmm. Maybe I hope that, like, because she got into Major so quickly, he'll become a human, and that because Blaine had been a zombie for a long time, um, yeah. he'll, like, go back to being a zombie. Mm-hmm. Uh, or, I-, I want him to... I really like that actor yeah. a lot, and I hope that he continues to be an influence. I wouldn't be completely against him being sort of a spikish type character, where, like, you know, it's very yeah. reluctant at first, but he eventually starts helping them and becomes their friend. I feel like that's really difficult here. Spike, the the innate thing of Spike having, like, it's not his fault as much that he's evil. Whereas, like, Blaine is just a sociopath. <laughs> like, he's, like, pretty out and out, like, just murdering Yeah, no, like, people. it would take a huge change. Yeah, um, I don't and... know that I can deal with that. But but I wouldn't mind him being... So, one thing... So, I'm, uh, like, I'm talking about, like, sort of the same, around the same place as in Buffy, where it's, like, season... Five that yeah. he's actually starts yeah. to shift over, but I, I would like him to you know continue to be a bad guy and a presence, and mm. then well, two have things variations in his character over time would be good. Yeah, two things. A, do you think he can just go and get himself purposely turned into a zombie again, or do you think the cure is like permanent and now it has like antibodies and he can't become a zombie again? I don't know. I and think they could do it either way. Yeah, and the other thing is, people are pointing out he could technically still keep running his business. He's still yeah. There's alive. nothing stopping him from running his business. Yeah, except that like they could just attack him now. I guess he doesn't have the upper hand physical, physically wise. But, but I mean, was that ever really true? Do you think he had the upper hand on the Candyman? I no, I think that he's a lot smarter than yeah. everybody, and that he. Yeah, I think I think that's the thing that made him so. Yeah, I don't think that he was a physical villain at all. He's very rarely a like a really tough physical villain. He it's... like stat he like stabbed Major really quickly so that Major couldn't yeah. attack him. He blocked Lowell but then shot him. He was yeah. like he was never like did we even see him like actually going into full rage mode and like 
fighting someone hand to hand. No, we okay. Yeah. I mean, I yeah, think- and I like that. I like that they yeah. had a villain that wasn't just brawn; that really was almost all brain. Yeah, I mean, uh, I like, wouldn't necessarily go that to, far because it's not like he didn't do his own dirty work. Like he killed that woman that um that worked that the you know the cougar that he was with. Yeah, and he killed Lo. It's not so. It's not like he didn't do anything well, hands on, yeah. but yeah, it was more about but, his but, intelligence. But, but even those else. kills were like, what? How did he kill the woman again? I think it was like from behind. Oh no, he used like a like a chainsaw or something. I think maybe it was some sort of weapon he used. Yeah, yeah. but so it's never just like him like Ripping strangling someone yeah. or like going into rage mode and then like you know smashing yeah. their head and eating their brain or something like that. He's a very calculating, suave, smart villain, and I lo- mm. I like that a lot because so many villains are just these you know tough guys. Yeah, even like Rachel Ghoul and Arrow was mostly was like yeah. largely a tough guy. Yeah, like which... he had a grand plan, but he wasn't that smart about it. <laughs> it's like, aha, I will make Oliver Queen destroy his town instead of just doing it myself. Yeah. All right. I mean, yeah. do we do we want to say anything more about Max Rager and that Max Rager villain and what's going to happen with with him and with Supermax? And I hope that they. Okay, here's what I hope. I hope that it's a 22 episode season, and that Max Rager is the first half of the season, mm. and that they. In, early on, they introduce a much more intense big bad than them. I can't. I don't know what it would be, but I hope that they do because right now, I especially because the villains in Max Rager are so cartoony, I have trouble taking them seriously. I mean, I think I guess they are very right now one dimensional. I still think that that actor has charisma, and I like watching him, but. I do, like, we need more than just, oh, I'm going to create this thing that could, like, destroy the world so I can make money. I'm kind of hoping he's a creature of some kind, or there's some other bigger plan, or he's just, like, some weird guy who wants chaos or something. Something more than just, I want to make a bunch of money and I don't care what happens if... Yeah, it does sort of, like, that was also Blaine's thing, kind of, was, you know, he largely just wanted to make a ton of money. Yeah, um, and I think, and that was and to like, me what, you know sort of what, also rationalized his murderous tendencies yeah. a little bit, but mostly he was you know in it for the greed yeah. and daddy issues and megalomania. Yeah. yeah, and I think that that as much as I really love walking Blaine was what helped lower the stakes in this finale. As far as it wasn't like he was about to you know create a start a massacre. It wasn't like he was gonna you know set out zombieism everywhere. It was just like I want these brains so I can make more money. And yes, I'll kill people in order to do it, but that's not my yeah. goal. And that does kind of lower some stakes for me. Yeah. Uh, I I don't necessarily mean like fighting, but I want there to be a little bit more action, a little bit less talking in season two. Yeah, I get that. There's a lot of characters having conversations in this whole I'm, season. I'm hoping that... Usually there was like maybe one action scene per... Um, yeah. And I do. I kind of got the feeling it was a budget issue, and so maybe now that it's got got a season two, maybe they'll up the budget a tiny. Yeah, bit. no, I wouldn't be surprised if that happened. I do. I do wonder though when it's on the CW and the CW only has so much money, how much is going to Flash and to Legends of Tomorrow and things like that? And it's like at a certain point, I yeah. don't know if they have it all to spread it around. Because yeah, so much. But I mean, they spent. It seems like they spent very little money on the season. Like you know, yeah. they did. The eyes, there weren't yeah. that many locations. They reused yeah. a lot of locations. Mm-hmm. Um, like, you know, there was the morgue and there's the office and there was her apartment. They used Lake Washington twice. 
I mean, they definitely had some big things, like meet cute blew up, you had a grenade go off. I mean, yeah. But, uh, but I definitely see where you're coming from, though. Yeah. Although All right. I, I mean, go. Meet, meet cute blowing up was a special effect. Uh, yeah. The the grenade might have been a practical effect, actually, but mm. yeah. But I don't know. All right. Well, I mean, I certainly um, for me the big the biggest uh, best visual stuff was in the big fight last week with. Uh, Sebastian versus Liv, and I thought that was really great. But yeah, more stuff um, like that would be nice. Yeah, so going into season two, I hope that we get a more sort of cinematic style, mm-hmm. uh, while still you know holding on to the things that have made this show great. Um, yeah. I hope that they figure out how to deal with some of these issues, like with things such as the Peyton problem, which is not just about Peyton, but also like Liv's family and other things, some characters yeah. like that. I hope that they figure out a way to make Liv really and truly the protagonist of the show. Yeah. Um, and that they get a little bit away from the case of the week stuff. So that's what I'm hoping yeah. for in season two. Anything else that you want to add to that? Yeah, I mean, I don't think... I think you can slightly diminish Major, but it, what you really need to do is is bring her up. And I think you need to give Clive more to do other than just be the stereotypical cop. As charismatic as the actor is, he hasn't had anything to do really this season. He has no arc. I think that... There's, I, I think there's kind of a few too many characters. It's because as far as, like, Robbie is great, too, but he hasn't really had the much to do either. So I'd like to see more of him. I'd like to see... I, I think that they did a good job of maintaining issues between Major and Liv as far as romance goes. I don't know where they're going to go with that in the future, but, uh, you know, I hope it doesn't become too much of an overwrought thing. Definitely for me, this the main issue is get Liv out of these cases of the week. Let her deal with the real problems that are going on. And I would like to see either more intense, different versions of zombies in Season 2 or some new sort of creature I think would be fun. Uh, though there's plenty still to do with zombies. They haven't had an outbreak or anything or had her have to deal with a horde or anything yet. So I think that could be cool. And I'd also like just to see Liv and Major teaming up now more as far as, like, you don't have to have... Maker just going off and doing things on his own because you can have Liv and Maker doing it together because they both know everything. Yeah, a little bit more cohesion in the yeah. ensemble would be really, really good for this show. Yeah. Um, and I hope that we continue to see them do their great job of mixing sort of darker themes with, you know, light comedy. Yeah, I love um, the comedy. They've yeah. done a really good job of that. You know, like this mm-hmm. could have been a really dark show or it could have been a really silly show and it's mm-hmm. neither. It's both. It's great. Yeah. Um, so uh, that said, we hope that you'll come back and listen to our podcast next season. Yeah. Um, and uh, we might we might do like one or two things over the summer if we want to look back or something. Yeah, we, we want to do a mail bag or something if people send in mail. Totally nice. No, I'm sorry we were so negative, <laughs> but uh, I mean, yeah, yeah, you, not a you, not a super happy way to end out uh, this part of the podcast. But I I thought that there was plenty of good things in here. It was just yeah. there was lots to talk about. Sure thing. Um, yeah, so please uh, rate and review us on iTunes, and if you'd like to have your opinion read uh, on the show either next season or um, if we do a mailbag if we get enough, yeah. uh, please send us an email at kickingassandtakingbrains at gmail.com. Um, also, check out our blog, kickingassandtakingbrains.com. That has our Twitter link right there. It has a contact us thing right there. It has all of our episodes. Um, and check us out on Twitter at iZombiePod. Uh, you know, send us questions on Twitter. You know, I'll be updating my thoughts on the finale and stuff on there too. So please check us out there, and we'll be back from the dead next season. Don't turn around, oh, oh. Yeah, yeah.
Commissar's in town. Oh, oh, oh. Commissar, here comes the sun. Don't.